What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bomb City Locker Room Talk, and you're listening to Locker Room Hype. Got my buddy Aaron. What's going on, Darren Pena? Buddy Joseph. Hell yeah, I suck toes. (laughs) (laughs) And as always, I'm James Fairchild, and I'm going to kick it over to Aaron for our first topic. Man, what? I'm just ready for some sod poodle baseball, Dude, you know it? Like, that's the thing. Like, I've been sitting here in my house for two, three damn months already. I need baseball. Sit there, eat me a hot dog, drink a nice cold beer. But when are they going to come back? For $12. Well, it's it's a great $12 beer. (laughs) It really is. It's worth it. It's It's worth it when you get to see, uh, you know, a minor league team in Amarillo that's affiliated with the professional team especially they're the champs from last exactly. year and, like, and the stadium the is thing. so nice too like it's, it's very it's nice a very nice stadium it's a very nice stadium it's a great atmosphere it doesn't even feel like you're in amarillo i mean yeah i mean it's awesome you sit out there especially in amarillo the nights 70 degrees 60 degrees mm, it's uh, so it's, comfortable it's <laughs> i can i know i'm getting older because i did this a lot the last couple of weeks uh with everything going on i just sit outside and watch my grass as it waters because it's nice outside and i'll get a launcher but it's like nice sitting yeah. in Damn a you baseball kids. yeah get off my lawn have you started competing with your neighbors yet in your grass oh mine's already way better than theirs i've, I've, I've got it going on but uh i i you know baseball people that don't even like baseball like going to those games. It's oh, just yeah. a great atmosphere to take the kids. Exactly. Kill some time. They got a cool playground. They got all the blow-ups, you know, the jump house and the little big old slide. Yep. I mean, and then there's a little, like a, one of, like a 14, 15-year-old employee out there just spraying these kids with water and just laughing and they're having a good time. I mean, it's one of those. I was like, man, you know. That, but that. it may be threatened, right? What's going on with it? Well, um, back in October – the MLB uh, considered cutting a quarter of minor league teams and realigning the affiliations with the minor league clubs. Which would equate to approximately, I think, 40 to 42 teams out of minor league being cut. Exactly. And that is not cool. I think I think we can all probably agree that Saw Poodles are probably safe since they just had their inaugural season. I would agree with Brand that. new stadium, I mean, and they won the championship. They won the so. championship. Exactly. If you go and check out, go to sawpoodles.com or – Check out those awesome rings I got. Like those suckers yeah. are oh, they're sweet. Nice. They're very nice. Sweet. I haven't even seen them yet. Oh man, you gotta check them out. It's sweet. Like I, I'll, I'll pay, I'll pay some money for a fake one. You know, I know I can't afford the real diamond, right. but right. a nice fake one just say, to have, just to have it. Yeah, yeah. collector's like, item. Yeah, but the, a revamp I think is inevitable with the farm system. Now I don't know yet what that's gonna look like. I do think, like you said, the sod poodles are safe for now. I think so. Um, but our sod poodles are hurting no matter what this season because without revenue from games, teams in the league have reduced their workforces and sought, you know, federal aid at times to continue their operations. Keep their doors open. Well, right. you, know, that, you know, the sod poodles is, you know, the organization itself is a big, big workforce here in Amarillo, you know, especially for the, you know, high schoolers and even some of our special need uh, people that are that are here in town, I see them. They're working, and man, they are the most friendliest people in the world. Because it doesn't. I mean, they're just working. They're having a good time. I mean, I, I've always had great conversations with them. On uh, the last couple of times I went out there to the games, I mean, it's just. I mean, it's a big. It's a big part right. of the city now, and uh, and and you know, without having it, we are. Uh, it's gonna hurt our economy kinda, a bit. Yeah, it's gonna hurt. And you know, according to the New York Times. We're going to go 18 months between games. It's a long, That's a long time. Long that is time. a very, very long time. It really yeah, is that set in stone? Is that going to happen? Or for minor league teams to like 18 months in between a season? Well, as of right now, it's at 18 months. And in, and in essence, zero revenue between that whole time span. Right. Which is going to drastically hurt markets across the nation oh, yeah. in the minor league system. You know, and I the, another reason I think that sod poodles are probably safe. You know, we required them. You know, we're a double A affiliate of the San Diego Padres. We're their farm team. Um, another reason, you know, the, they were previously the I think they were like the San Antonio Missions or something like that. Um, came came from San Antonio up to Amarillo. Uh, they've already been relocated. I think with the money that was spent here in town, I highly doubt that 
that we get a one done season. But the, there are other teams in the Texas League that are probably going to get cut. Uh, some of those teams that were at the bottom of a uh, bottom of the tier right now, um, you know, we're the most recent champs, but the most titles are the Houston Buffaloes uh, down in Houston. Uh, most of the other teams, I think, are down south in that division that we play in. But th- th- some of those bottom tier teams might not survive. You know, I've been out to Midland, you know, they're at their stadium, and it's a very nice stadium, but they don't get a turnout like we do here it's in Amarillo. It's not as nice as Hodgetown. I uh, know. Oh, Woo! Exactly. <laughs> but you know what's cool? They're in Midland. They're in center field. They have a splash pad. So oh, that is, that cool. is pretty sweet. You know, In Frisco, don't they have like a fr- lazy river? In Frisco, they have a, like in right field, they have yeah. a lazy river that, out there. That was one of the things that I was kind of bummed out about. It's such a nice stadium. If you haven't been to the Sod Poodle Stadium, it's very nice. Uh, it looks the the quality is bar none, but one of the shticks that comes with being a double A, triple A minor league baseball team is a lot of these stadiums do have gimmicks like the splash pad, the water park, things like that. You know, we really don't have anything like that. No, no. it's just a baseball stadium. We have the playground, but but, but the thing about it, you can't beat two dollar Tuesday two dollar ticket. Like, you can't beat that. And now I'm going to be at when my new schedule starts when I go back to work. I will be off every Tuesday now. So come We're back, Sod Wednesday is dollar, <laughs> dollar hot Please. dogs. And then we got our Thirsty Thursdays. All right. I mean, I mean, we got some good days. The All-Star game did get rescheduled for next year here in Amarillo. So oh, they're going to have least, it here. At least it's still going to be here. Maybe not this year, but next year for sure. That's good. And that's going to be awesome for the city to have an all-star game here. And now, it, is neat. that how many double-A or minor league teams does that cover? Is it just the Texas League all-star game? Yes, just okay. the Texas League. Okay. Even though, that's cool enough. That's that's still pretty cool. You um, know, reading this about one of the uh, Chicago Cubs affiliated, the Iowa Cubs, they're the triple-A team. Uh, one of the things that one of their, uh, their president what he said, they need at least at least seventy days to make that kind of money, you know, before mm-hmm. they can help each other out, pay their staff, pay their players. I mean, that's something that's very very important. And, you know, with them with them losing days, you know, you got to think about you know, especially here in you know in Texas, we get some crazy weather throughout the year. We're gonna get rainouts and tornadoes oh, and yeah. things like that. So you gotta you gotta take a account of you know these affiliations are going to be losing not because of the virus but also the, the weather i mean that's right and uh, they need every single day and especially you know. like you said if they start late you know you're looking in yes those that fall i mean we're right in you know they call it tornado alley uh big time for a hard uh what's the word i'm looking for uh Bad thunderstorms and all that is, you know, usually in severe weather. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I don't know why I couldn't think of that. Uh, Severe weather is end of August, you know, uh, right around the fair when it's here. That's when severe weather hits Emerald the hardest. And if if the season starts late, you you know, we're already missing games as it is. Here's my question to y'all. Do y'all think maybe, maybe, you know, because baseball's America's game, right? Right. Mm hmm. Do you think the government would step in and help out Major well, League Baseball or the minor league? For system? Major League, yeah. Minor League, no. No. But, you know, and minor leagues can't survive without fans in the stands. And right now we don't know what the summer's going to look like for us and the fall. So that's a big issue for, you know, the sod poodles here in Amarillo. They need the, They need fans in the stands. And right now there's a huge doubt whether or not that's going to happen even this year. It may we may not even get baseball till next year. What was the thing that was in the news last week about uh, somebody from uh, was it the commissioner of Major League Baseball said that they're they're planning on uh, starting here shortly. They're, they're going right to now. The, the the estimation right now is July fourth. July fourth. July fourth. That's what they're, now they're are predicting. They, okay, and when when is that going to go? Yeah, to? Are they going to have, and they're going to propose an eighty-two game season starting. In July, exactly. Okay, and, and but the thing about it, it's what sucks for for the our Texas Rangers. And then if if you're a Astro fan, you know cheaters. You know, <laughs> I, I'm just kidding. I still Shots like the Astros. Taken. I know, no, no, I love no, nobody's here as an Astros fan. I don't think. No, but no, big Ranger fan. But what sucks is that they're going to combine the the National West with 
the with the Americans. Now that was just a proposition, right? Well, I've, for fu- for future, but yeah, I've heard about that. But here's the thing: think about it. All the teams that we play, okay, except for except for the Astros, are on the West Coast. Yeah. So right. if we're gonna have to play against the National League, yep. we're gonna we get the short end of the stick because we're gonna have to play. I mean, here in Texas, we're gonna have to wait till nine or ten o'clock to watch these games. And have you guys looked at those uh, divisions for the proposed like well, merger? Like, I think it's an awesome idea. Yeah, I, think that's I mean, yeah, it's it's a good idea. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's a great idea to keep the game going. I like that, but man, just think about the travel that the Astros and the Rangers are gonna have to do. Oh yeah, and I mean, t- yeah, to minimize travel, they're gonna have to play. Um, only against division rivals as well as teams in the corresponding well, exactly. geographic the, region. I mean, Texas, I mean, the Rangers the are going to have league. to go Angels, Dodgers, San Fran, Oakland, well, Seattle. It's like you said, too. You just go off the coast. <laughs> you know, I grew up a Lakers fan. You know, uh, yeah, oh, fans, Andres, fan, fans are going to have to watch uh, games at 9, 9.30 in the evening, and they, they're not going to end. You know, what if that goes in extra innings? That game's not over till two, three o'clock in the morning. Right. I found it interesting. Teams uh, would carry expanded rosters, perhaps you know, up to fifty players per team. Yeah. During this, well, new, they're going to have to in order to get you know all the dates and the rotations and and possibly twenty five exactly. to thirty available for each game. So I found that interesting. Teams were originally expected to have twenty six active players on each roster this season. It's like There's what do you some changes. what do you do with that many extra players? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I guess protocol to combat if there is an illness or sickness that happens. I mean, I don't know. I guess, but at the same time, I feel like I feel like what's more than likely going to happen is there's going to be a lot of players that don't see playing time. Well, it's not even that right now. Players right now are complaining about their salaries because. They're gonna they're gonna try to reduce salaries because they're not playing all the games like an original season. Right. So a lot of players, for example, the Tampa Bay Ray Ace Blake Snell, he already said like it's just not worth playing a season if he's not gonna get his full pay. And I'm like, man, you know, like yeah, that's selfish. But I can understand like he has a family, right. and I know he's making probably ten or fifteen million dollars. <laughs> you know, I mean, I know that's like well. My family needs that much, but I mean, I can understand the guy. I mean, um, I got kids to feed. I got kids to feed. I know. So it's just. I mean, for for owners, this is going to be nice. It's going to be a lucrative revenue boost for them because you know it's going to expand to fourteen teams versus the ten originally, and yes. with two additional wild cards in each league. I know the playoff system might be pretty cool to watch. This year, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that would be very exciting, you know. And a team with the best record in each league would earn a spot in the division series, while the wild cards and other uh, division winners would stage best of three series to determine the rest of the division. It's going to be interesting. Field. It's going to be interesting for sure to see what happens. I mean, we'll see the we'll start seeing the true colors of who really is in it for the baseball and who's in it for the money. You know, we'll see the true colors. Do you think there will be some, a lot of players hold out? I think a lot of them will. I think we're talking major or minors, major, major. Yeah, for sure. Um, when you, you know, Aaron, you said we're going to see who's in it for the baseball and who's in it for the money. I guarantee you if there is baseball, it's for the money. You know what I mean? They're in it for the, they're in it for the money. Well, you know, it's understandable. Especially oh, I get it. Like this. I get it. I mean, any business owner, your goal as a business owner is to make money, regardless of how much money you're. That's that's negligible to whatever the business is. But as a business owner, you want to be able to maximize your profit. And if things are shut down, you're not maximizing that profit. That's why we've seen here locally businesses start to open mm-hmm. slowly again because they just can't keep the lights on. Right. And there's uh, some businesses that are choosing to stay closed, which is smart. You know, what's funny about this is it's gonna, this is going to have long-term effects on sports, I feel like. I feel like this is going to affect drafts. This is going to affect uh, cap space on teams. Um, now, Major League MLB, they're uncapped, right? Don't they have a, don't, they don't have a cap space? I mean, that what I've heard? If you're the New York Yankees, they don't have money to matter. But like the NFL, the NBA, there's going to be cap room. There's there's a cap, but I I mean, I mean, you know, it's still 
goes, you know, whoever has the biggest organization is going to be able to pay that pay right. that tax. And, and that's what I'm that's right. what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like the the larger markets will be able to sustain. This is what's going to be interesting is two three years from now, you know, you can't sign that draft pick because. You know your your ticket sales are down or whatnot. I don't I don't know how that's the going to be the long term effects of this thing is what's going to be. Yeah, the ticket sales, the revenue generated through through that's going to really hurt a lot of markets. Now maybe not those huge historically successful teams like the New York Yankees, but you or know, the Boston Red Sox. But any, you know what? If you're a pitcher in the National League, this is the time to be the pitcher. Yeah. You don't have to right. go hit anymore because they they want a DH all be. the time now. It'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, that would. Be. I, that's. I, I mean, if I was a national pitcher, I'd be like, "Oh, I don't have to hit." Okay, I so get the pitch. I, I thought they this. were going to uh, league wide. It was going to be national league rules. No, they. Want, it's going to be American league. They want to have a universal oh, DH. That's bullshit. Oh no! I'm a Braves the, fan. Going out. Those pitchers are going to be happy. designated hitter for all games. But you know, Come but on. but in the long run, in the long run, you know. Whenever the American teams do play national team there at their stadium, it is an advantage, you know. Yeah. And then you got to have a strategy, which is really cool, and see how they strategize yeah. over well, over that. And that's been a controversy for years. Like I can make the joke and sit here. Well, I'm I'm a, my team's in the National League, and we're we're not a bunch of bitches, and we know our pitch, <laughs> our pitchers can hit. But at the same time, you're looking out for injury, and also. World Series comes up, you know, that's always been a hot topic. Is that an advantage that that other team has because their pitcher isn't hitting? Well, that's, but that's when, that's when the all-star game is important. Right. You know, and that's sure. why, I, that's why, you know, watching the, you know, these last couple of years of, you know, well now I think it's been about 10 years now since they had changed that rule. And, uh, you know, now it's enjoyable. You know, yeah. they used to just go out there and kind of lollygag around and everything. But now, shoot, it's, it's still, competitive. It's very again. competitive. And they're it's exciting. There. It is. It's very exciting. So It's going to be interesting for sure, um, you know, with all the talk of can minor league baseball and MLB sustain. You know, what do you guys think? Are we going to have – can the NFL return to normal this fall? Is that going to – can that happen? I mean, the uh, thing about it, they're going to need time. I mean, it's going to – I mean, yes, I know that these NFL players are still – Doing, you know, probably still working out and everything like that. I mean, they they have the, you know, they have the facilities and everything to do that. But to be ready for an actual game, it's going to take time. You know, yeah. them, them missing this minute. By now, you know, they're at their mini camps. They're doing their mandatory, you know, stuff. It's going to really hurt. They're starting to, you know, open team facilities. But I just think they're going to need to continue with that, the safety procedures they're putting in place and continue to evolve those procedures into late summer into the fall if we want to have an nfl season start on time right can the nfl return to normal this fall absolutely will it guys i'm gonna be completely honest with you i'm legitimately really really nervous that there is not going to be an nfl season this year and my reasoning for that like let's put aside you know if you're listening, put your politics aside for a second and whether your moral high ground, whether you think people should be going out or not or anything, it's going to come down to how the country as a whole, where that state of the country is at that time. And if numbers are getting higher and people are getting are not right. continuing to get, get better, it's not going to happen. That's a huge factor along with being able to open the NFL offices and training facilities. If, if they're not able to do that, you can count the NFL out. Yeah, I mean, it takes. I mean, it takes a whole freaking village, you know, a whole organization to run a good quality team. And they're, I mean, they're aiming to open in mid July. Do you guys think that that's going to happen mid July? I mean, to me, it's hard to tell right now. I'm gonna, for, I'm, I'm as hopeful. far as right now, no, no, no. I'll be honest, no, it's no. not. And I, I mean, as optimistic as you want to be, no, you like, can't. okay, so the, I'm from what I'm gathering, the NBA is probably going to try and uh, open up and have hold the playoffs. They're just going to start with how the records are, from what I've read. Uh, they'll finish the season with however the records are. Whoever's in first place, they'll do an eight seated team playoff. Um, those teams will go and play in the playoffs, and no fans will be in the stands. Is what uh, I think LeBron had tweeted something. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Similar to those uh, stats, that that's what they were going to do, but NBA is completely different from the NFL. On the floor, you know, you're going to have the two broadcasters that are calling the game, 
you'll have the f- four referees on the court. You'll have uh, the two sideline uh, judges that uh, review any type of like, you know, uh, poor call or it was a shot gone in before Replay, the play clock expired, uh, all that stuff. And then you have the teams on the bench and the, you know, three to four coaching staff. That's a decent amount of people, but there is a, in the NBA, I think there's enough uh, leeway to separate those people and keep them away. And I think if all the players agree to play this game and not have too high of a contact or anything like that, I think that will happen. But NFL, 11 players on offense and defense, you know, 52 player rosters on each team. You look at the sideline any given Sunday. You've got the guys with the boom mics. You have how you know how many referees you have. Right, it's going to be hard to separate all those people on the sideline, and it's a contact sport. It's a small I, army. Yeah, I just well, don't see it happening, right. guys. Well, yeah, I, I just mean, don't. I mean, you take away. I mean, you take away the photographers. You take away the media people on the sideline. I don't think they take, take it away. I think they'd leave them there and mask but, them up and separate them. But, but I'm just saying, like that. But when you see that, that's what. They're out there to do like right. they, they want to get that picture. You want to, yeah. Like I mean, that's and as a fan, and or even like I can imagine a player like playing for teams like the greatest fan bases that we have in the NFL, and those teams like are not those fans are not there in the stands. People are just out there to collect a paycheck at that point. You know what I mean? And you're gonna look at work work ethic. I I said it on last week's locker room hype. You know, what is the conditioning of some of these athletes? How's it going to be with having all this time off? You know, especially, yeah, if it's going to be a crazy year for fantasy football. If, if it does, if it, the if, season does start, fantasy yeah. football is going to be nuts because if, your favorite player might not be in shape. Right. And if coaches and players and staff don't return to, to the training facilities in the summer, it's going to throw off everything in the fall. Because everybody's first pick is going to be the kicker. Gron- everybody's just going to be partying the, with Gronk on his yacht. The NFL, <laughs> opposed to the NBA, have had more time to prepare for True. this. The NBA, it happened right in the middle of the season. Yeah. And they just had to, what was the game in Oklahoma City? They all evacuated, right? Yeah, they, they yeah. called the that game. That was crazy. And, like, they called, called the all the players off the court and left all the stands in the, the fans in the stands for like 45 minutes just sitting there eating <laughs> popcorn <laughs> with nothing to do. <laughs> while that stupid guy in a costume came out and did backflips off a trampoline. Yeah, they like, yeah. hey, man, I'm having a great time. So <laughs> the NBA's kind of screwed with how they initially dealt with it. They're kind of the, the quote-unquote guinea pig for this whole thing, but... I, I do hope they come back in the summer, even if it's late summer, and they finish the season. Like we said before, LeBron, he's the not Laker, getting any younger. The Lakers were probably – I'm, and I, I know I'm biased, but as a basketball fan, not just a Lakers fan, they were probably going to win that title this year. And and the emotions that would go for it with the being a year that Kobe Bryant passed away right. for that whole, ta- that whole town is starving. Like it, it doesn't matter who the Lakers played, which this was what would be crazy to happen this year. Any other year, the Lakers are in the finals. They're like the Patriots of the NBA. Nobody wants to see the Lakers win. I guarantee you whoever the Lakers played this year, besides that team state, everybody in the country would be rooting for LA because of what happened to Kobe. It is a special oh, yeah. year yes, for the NBA. Yes. It is. I mean, you got to, you got to cheer, you got to cheer on the Lakers. I mean, it's, I mean, you got to keep that uh, mentality that, that Kobe mom, had. That Mamba mentality. Exactly. I mean. But LeBron don't have that. No, he doesn't. He no, never, he never has. No, never will. If you, never you know, will. it's funny. I'm is tired like, of the comparison to him. I, I, I'm, I think it's so funny watching all these, like, memes come out and like all these young kids being like oh shit michael jordan's really <laughs> yeah, really yeah, really, yeah. really good yeah motherfucker <laughs> michael jordan's really really good well yeah, hell yeah he was great shoot i mean like i said we were blessed that we got to watch him yeah. throughout his career i mean except for at the beginning we were still still a little sperm yeah. and all that but you know <laughs> but i mean but as soon I, as we were able to watch and understand we were no yeah 96 97 98 that those were the years where i really started following basketball and watching basketball. The season that this documentary takes but, place in, I watched that finals with, you know, going against the Jazz and Carmelo and John Stockton. Spoilers for how this documentary is going to end, but yeah, the, but, the, the Bulls won. But, you know, but of course. it was, you know, whenever in, with the Lakers, going back to the Lakers, whenever Kobe, you know, whenever they started losing like Shaq and Horn, you know, all those guys, I really started watching Kobe. He came into the, his own. Like, yeah, I mean, he turned – 
that team just he incredible. Took, he put it on like, his back. He did. And, man, it that was something. Like, I started watching every Kobe game after that because yeah. I knew that this guy has to step up and help his – or his teammates have to help him out. It's weird. And that was awesome. It's right. weird because as a basketball fan, the accolades that uh, other players like, you know, Kareem and, you know, all these other players, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson um, – Bill Russell, the accolades that they've acquired obviously stand the test of time. And as a basketball fan, I respect them. But also as a basketball fan, there has, in my opinion, there has never been another person to touch a basketball and be so closely compared to Michael Jordan other than Kobe Bryant. Kobe says it himself. He modeled himself, his game, after Michael. If there was no Michael, there'd be no Kobe. For sure. And, you know, I I think it goes – you know, without Michael Jordan, we'd have no LeBron. We wouldn't have a lot of these players. Kobe. I mean, you go, Curry, you go and look at Westbrook. At, at, you know, Kobe's highlights in the past, and so many of his moves are Michael's. Identical. Identical. He stole it. He stole him, and and he admits it, which well, is well. And Jordan, one which of the, just proves how big of an influence Michael was to so many players. One of my favorite quotes is from Michael Jordan. They interviewed him one time. They said. uh, who do you think would win in a one-on-one between LeBron and Kobe in a street pickup game? And Michael said Kobe because he stole all my moves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Kobe has some of that killer instinct and Mamba mentality that Michael has. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he does. He, he has that. And LeBron, I'm sorry, he's melted in some of the biggest moments. He's, he's an amazing athlete. He I'll is. never say he's, he's probably the best athlete I've ever say, see play the game of basketball. I, I will say that. that yeah. He is the best athlete I've ever seen play basketball. That dude could probably line up with the Cleveland Browns tomorrow and put up awesome numbers at receiver. Better than even Gronk for the, the, yeah, for the Bucks I mean. this year. But, <laughs> but, yeah, like he's he just doesn't have that. He's not going to be able to close out games. He has. He has. He let's has. Not, let's not, you know, slide him all the way. But he's three and nine in the finals. He hasn't done it as and that, consistent and as some of the greats. In, he's played in like nine finals. He's, he's played in nine, and he has three championships. Favorite favorite thing I've seen is somebody made a little meme, a little over it says, you know, you know, hey, Michael, how's it feel to play Game Seven? And it says well, we never played a Game Seven. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, he's, he's six for six. Kobe's like, five for seven, and LeBron's three and nine. I'm sorry, Kobe's better than LeBron, but I know we kind of got off topic. Um, going back to the NFL, um, I just I don't know. I, I personally, in my heart of hearts, I don't feel like there is going to be an NFL season. As much as I hate to admit it, uh, I, I hope I'm wrong, but I and maybe there will be, but I I, I don't know. It may get canceled. You yeah, know what I mean? It's interesting because the Jets. Said so they would not sell single game tickets, which may reduce overcrowding at MetLife Stadium if games are played in front of fans. And the president of the Miami Dolphins unveiled plans to play games at Hard Rock Stadium in front of fifteen thousand fans. Is that the same? Or about dude, a the same quarter dude that of got capacity. caught with cocaine? Is that that same? Well, guy? it is Miami, so <laughs> there's a high chance that he did get caught with cocaine. <laughs> cocaine. Cocaine. The cocoa bean. <laughs> Uh, I mean, playing in stadiums without fans is no guarantee against the risk of infection. So this MLB proposes an 82-game season in July. You know, how's that going to shake up everything? How's that going to go? I mean, I'm all for it. I've I've been saying for years the MLB season should be shortened. I feel like it's too long. Yeah, but as long as it comes back, I'm fine. Yeah, I mean. I just want to be able to see, you know, some something in America, you know, in America, exactly, and uh, not so, on Dana White's uh, Fight Island. Hey, you know, that could have been Jeffrey Epstein. I don't know. Did y'all Fuck did Island? Where <laughs> it was? Did y'all watch the fights on Saturday? We did. We, we did. did. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there were some good ones, man. There no, were, but you know what, man? Like Joseph That's, was saying about the NBA coming back and and playing in front of. Nobody. No fans. It was bad. It they was have boring. To, they have to pump some sound into the damn stadium. I'm sorry. The UFC fights, I don't like it the way it is. You've got to hear something. Does, pump, any, yeah. does, any, something yeah. does anybody want to see Conor McGregor come out to nobody? No, you want to see him do his flamboyant bullshit <laughs> in front of 50,000 people. You know what I mean? Like, 
that yeah. it sports and fans go hand in hand and like that's another thing like if we're not going to have fans in the stands just just fucking cancel it well if if you if you have to if we have to play the games which i'm all for playing the games without fans Put some artificial noise in there somewhere. Yeah, like, it's just, get, a, get, a, get a full house clap machine. I mean, <laughs> it's I mean, too quiet. Like the UFC the other night, man. I mean, you could hear them talking to each other while they're fighting. I mean, yeah, it's cool sometimes, but it, it kind of threw off the, the feeling, the it, atmosphere. It was cool for about 10 minutes when you yeah. got to hear all the fighters cuss at each other and then like the, the hits but you then could really like, hear. This is but then after, it was just, it, it, it honestly felt boring. I didn't feel excited watching it. Well, you know, they could do what the Korean baseball is doing, you know, just put up some. Some yeah. uh, posters of fans <laughs> out there with mascots, <laughs> and then just make sound. I mean, uh, they could do that. Hey, that's could, better than nothing. Yeah, man. it is. It really. I mean, yeah. I mean, I agree because I, I think they need to do something, especially for the finals and the playoffs for NBA. I mean, they're going to have to <laughs> amp it up a little bit. You know, it's funny about the Korea baseball teams doing that with their fans. That's the same thing the North Koreans are doing with uh, Kim Jong Un. That dude is dead. <laughs> I'm sorry, he's got to be dead, and they're just I heard propping he's him not up. dead. I know <laughs> that's what they came back and <laughs> said, right. but nobody's they they. Supposedly re- re- released some picture, and somebody deduced that and said, "No, this was released five years ago." And it's like <laughs> he's dead, man. They're playing weekend at Bernie's with this guy. Put <laughs> exactly. <laughs> his sunglasses on, have his buddies carry him, prop him up with a stick. <laughs> oh yeah, they, I mean, I bet he's having a good time. You know, we were talking about UFC, and Dana White says uh, UFC 249 was a success. I mean. <sighs> I've, we 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 stole it. We didn't pay for pay per view, so I don't know how many people. And that's another thing that I've read about yes. is becoming an issue: is people pirating, you know, these fights because they right. don't want to pay these. They're outrageous. These, these pay per view prices for a fight pay- that could potentially end in three seconds. Right. There's you know so I mean? many fights that we've ordered and watched. Yeah, really yeah well, I think the the the, 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 McGregor, the McGregor one with Cowboy, what that lasted in 20 seconds. Not even not even that one. The one know. the one before the one couple years ago when he fought uh, who was it? Jose Aldo. Yeah, and it was over in like it was set the world record. Right. And we paid 120 bucks or some shit. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I mean, you with the UFC fight, you know, like that's why like I rather just kind of like all right, well if I can find it, I'll watch it. But paying $100, every time I paid for it, you said five seconds. You get a group of guys over and you you can all pitch in. Sure, that's fine. I'll do that. But like doing it at your own, at your home, nobody's doing that anymore because there's just so many ways to stream it nowadays. And for him to call UFC 249 a success, from a fighter standpoint, yeah, there were some really good fights. From a a fighting standpoint and a fan of UFC, yes, it was a success as far as the fights go. But with no fans in the stands, and I guarantee you didn't make that much money. He's saying it was such a success because he's still stacking up cash like crazy. You know how many people are stuck at home right now and just... And that thirsty for sports. You that's know what, I mean? what I'm going to say. There, paid there the probably pay-per-view. was a lot of people that paid pay per view prices that don't even watch fights. He's saying on it was a, a success because he's still getting paid. His, yeah, his he, fighters he got, are his, still his, getting his, paid. His, his bottom line's fine. I'm not saying it didn't. I, and this this last weekend probably generated more money than uh, you know maybe the cowboy fight. I don't know because people are starving for sports. There's probably a lot of people that want to watch sports that did pay for that that don't and watch there are, it. There are new fans who are coming and watching. UFC because it's one of the only sporting events that's actually on, especially major sporting events. So they're gaining new audience through this yeah. pandemic as well. And that's probably generating a fraction of new revenue for them. I mean, I think they're doing fantastic. Profiting with, off of death. Yeah. People have been doing it for years. America, baby. <laughs> and then this fight island. I mean, is that for sure going to happen? Is he buying that? So island? apparently that the, the um, McGregor, the next McGregor fight and, or, or, before that is going to be Khabib fighting, uh, what's that guy's name? Gaith or something? Ga- Gaethje? Yeah. The one that just won. Yeah. He, so the Khabib's going to fight him, and apparently that's going to happen on F- Fight Island. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like. It's 100 miles sounds, away from Jeffrey Epstein's that sounds like, F Island. That sounds like Survivor. Mortal Kombat. More than anything. It's basically, yeah. Dana, Dana White has now oh, become Shao Kahn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's got the personality gonna, for it. He's yeah, pretty brash and abrasive with the way soul. he doesn't he, he's, he really he strikes me as a teddy bear. He seems like a little bitch. Uh, I, I've seen him riled up a lot, and pissed off. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mess with him. No, sure, no, no, God, no. I'm yeah, not saying that. I'm just saying, compared to all the fighters that talk so much shit, 
he's nothing compared to some. He of the doesn't trash. hold back with a lot of the fighters no, either. No. He'll, he'll put them in their place. I, I mean, that's the thing. He's always in the middle, having to split them up. I mean, you got to be a pretty Unless damn your tough name guy. Name is Conor McGregor because he can't do no wrong in Dana's eyes. Yeah. Well, he punched an old man uh, in a uh, bar and whenever you, get, whenever you see, yeah. whenever he's bringing in green. He never what the wrong. fuck is this guy think he's talking about here? <laughs> Proper 12. Proper fucking 12. <laughs> I was surprised that Ferguson lost to that dude. Real? Gaethje? Tony yeah. Ferguson? Yeah, I, I picked Tony Ferguson to win that one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Ferguson, yeah. I mean, he's he's kinda, old. Yeah. He's getting up there but as far as fighting age goes. But, yeah, I was I was surprised at that, at the outcome of that one. Um uh, what's his name? He used to play for the Cowboys. One, yeah, uh, Greg Hardy, the wife beater, wife beater. He he beats he beats many people in the <laughs> ring and outside. <laughs> of, of course, we you know signed him. Yeah, I mean that's that's your, that's your that's what we do. Jerry Jones loves. It. I just keep waiting to see hey. CD Lamb do a bag of coke. Pikeman Jones, Tank Johnson, <laughs> Alden Smith. Recently, yeah. I mean it just, the list continues. Good job, Jerry. <laughs> I don't know. It's gonna be. It's it's a weird year for sports for sure. Um, I just kind of. I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen. Um, sports fans, I think we all we've said it millions of times on these podcasts. We want sports, but you know, as the, as the podcast, if we well, as we've been talking and talking these last well, we've been about it for about a month now. You know, uh, I mean, everything's still up in the air. I mean. We're still talking about what if, what if, what I mean, man, and that, you know, that's the hard part. Like, and I know for us, we 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 like to stay optimistic, but we also got to be the realists here. Like, we want to see something. You know, if you're gonna tell us, hey, we're not gonna have a season, just freaking tell us. You know, m- so I can just drink pre- a beer, mentally prepare, drink. Well, not a, <laughs> not yeah, not drink a beer, drink about a fucking case of beer, <laughs> so I can just go on. You right. know, so I my- mean. My luck, the Eagles will win another Super Bowl, and it'll just people will be like, "Oh well, it was the COVID championship, so it doesn't count." <laughs> well, I'm envious of you because your Eagles won one when you were an adult, and you got to witness, celebrate. Honestly, didn't it. think it would happen in my lifetime. Okay, if I'm being completely honest, I thought I genuinely thought we were cursed. I know there's teams way worse off than us, uh, but as an Eagles fan, that that Super Bowl, I did not think would have. You know, Nick coming in, I believed in him, especially big, watching that Minnesota game. Big Dick Nick. Hey. Big Dick Nick came in. and Y'all he, met or made, made a statue when, of him, right? When he – yeah, well, Bud Light gave it to us It's <laughs> for calling that play, but that, that's all it is. But, you know, when they, they demolished the Minnesota Vikings, I think 34-7 to in that uh, championship game, I totally believe we could beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Um, it was a lot closer than I wanted it to be, and – Thank God for honestly, without there are three players that without them we don't have a championship. Nick Foles doing that uh, uh, fourth down Philly special play. Uh, Zach Ertz catching that late game touchdown that a lot of people said it's not a catch. I'm sorry, that is a catch. He bounced into the end zone. The ball well, never touched you know, the ground. You know the thing about it. You know we could go back to Des Bryant's catch. We you know back in that practice. was a catch too. That was a catch. You know, um, so. Brandon Graham and Brandon Graham's. Hero. That's what I was fixing to say. He won the game. He, he did. He got Tom Brady to fumble late in the fourth quarter. Without those three players, we don't win a Super Bowl. Without that that sack, man, I just I think Tom goes down and beats you guys. Yeah, because I think I think it put it put them in such a long situation coming back on the next drive. When they got the ball back, they didn't have enough time. They had to go for Hail Mary. If that didn't happen, you know, Tom was had over like 500 yards in that Super Bowl. He broke a record that Super Bowl and lost. Right. And, and we got to remember what the Brady and the Patriots did to the Falcons. I mean, 28 to 3 and come back and winning that. I, I just, I've seen it too many times from Brady. And that sack from Graham was huge. Oh, yeah. That's going to go down as one of the biggest I plays. Do, I do like the fact that the Super Bowl that my team did win broke the record for the most yards in a Super Bowl game of all time. And I, I think that's awesome because, uh, you know, the Chiefs broke the record for the most uh, yards in a championship game. Um, but, yeah, the I, it's, it's I never still really that cool happen. that you got to experience that. And as I, close I, as we are, I was happy I that you – experienced it and i got to see you experience it 
and as an adult, it's just different from when we were kids and we experienced the Cowboys. You know, you, you're my best friend and my dad, you, uh, you're not my best friend and my dad, you're my best friend. My dad is also <laughs> your a Cow- daddy boy. <laughs> my dad is also a Cowboys fan. As an Eagles fan, I hope you'll never win another one in my lifetime, but I think y'all are close. You got to, you, you got to get a defense. You got to get a defense and I think it'll happen. I really, I, y'all have all the pieces on offense. Um, especially I honestly, we don't I even s- have to have a, we need, need to have a, an efficient defense that. Can come up with two to three stops a game. Here's here what I want to ask both of you real quick. Um, y'all are both Cowboys fans. As a football fan, statistically, Andy Dalton's better quarterback. What's going to happen in training camp? I mean, I think they should battle it. I mean, right now, I mean, with Dak doing all this yeah. stupid crap right now, man. I mean, it's thirty-five million, 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 million. <laughs> trillion, trillion. You know, I mean, it, 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 it pisses me off in the fact that it's like you're, you want more, you want more, you want more. Man, when is it ever going to end? Like, if I understand that you've got great stats, okay, that's great. Okay, cool. But you have not won the big game yet, man. You I think, have not done it. I think the reason he did that, why he tried to ask for so much money, is he plays in a division and a, another rookie that was, that was picked before him. Carson Wentz got paid before Dak. And he didn't get paid that damn much, but uh, he got Carson Wentz is getting paid, and I think he, Dak felt like I'm in the same division. I'm just in Dak's Dak's opinion. You know, he probably feels he's just as good as Carson, if not better. And he's not. But okay, uh, well, here's the thing: I respect Carson Wentz. I really do, because he's, he's a, a damn good he's quarterback. A good, he's a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback because I mean, he came out of North Dakota State. Okay, and people are like, "Oh, this guy's not going to do nothing." Man, hell no, he's doing a hell of a job. Okay. To have that on his back, like you can't do that to him. Like he, he's done a great job with what what I mean. I'm not. I mean, I hate to bring you down. I mean, the Philly doesn't have the best wide receivers in the world, no. but he makes it happen. And that, that's the thing. He broke records last year. He's the only quarterback in NFL history that passed for over four thousand yards and did not have a single receiver over five hundred yards of receiving. That is, as a football fan, hearing those statistics, that is insane. Yes. That yeah. is purely insane. I know. I know the stats are the stats, and the hype is the hype. But as an Eagles fan, I know you want to see it translate into playoff wins, just like we do with yeah, Dak. I mean, right. with Dak, we want, we want to see you and that's win the, the big game. Carson does not have a playoff win under his belt. Uh, th- that Super Bowl doesn't happen. And you know, a lot of people I've heard stupid opinions saying that you know y'all shouldn't have gotten rid of Nick Foles. He should be the quarterback. The guy's you know thirty years old. No, he didn't and, work out in Jacksonville. And and that's the thing. Like he was a system. Nick Foles. Nick Foles is a system quarterback. They changed the way the system went. They they ran a different offense with Nick Foles than they did with Carson Wentz. People forget. Carson Wentz got the Philadelphia Eagles in 2017. He got them to 13 and uh, 13 wins and uh, two losses. They lost one more game when Nick Foles came in, and that's why a lot of Eagles fans were down because they thought, you know, Nick Foles lost that last season game. We're not going to do anything in the playoffs. So we went 13 and three. Without Carson Wentz, we are not in the Super Bowl. And I guarantee you, if Carson Wentz would have played in Nick Foles' absence, I'm sorry, they still would have won. They may have won more decidingly than they did. Nick Foles played his ass off that Super Bowl. He did. He did. And without him, in my opinion, I don't know if you guys win it. He was such on a hot streak and he played and so that's, well. That's, yeah, that's a thing too. Like hot streaks are a thing in the NFL. doesn't matter how good a player is. Look at uh, Eli a, Manning in the playoffs. Can get, can get Eli. Hot. Exactly. I mean, yeah, Eli. I mean, and, you know, they kind of throw some baseball back in, you know, the Nationals. I mean, this last World Series, man, they were hot. Mm-hmm. And when you get hot, you stay hot. Fucking and nationals. you can't. Yeah, I know. I know. Sorry. You know, they beat the Braves, you know. I know. But understand. It's just because I wanted Bryce Harper. And we didn't the, get him, but. <laughs> but when you stay, I mean, that's the thing. When, you, when you're hot, you stay hot. And you got to have that kind of cockiness, too. Well, and that's what I like about it. Do you think if Andy Dalton gets thrown in, in the, there, if, if something may happen to Dak or Dak doesn't perform to, if, to, to if, what we want him to, do you think Dalton can get on one of those hot streaks and carry I'm telling Cowboys? you right now, if Dak goes down, Dak never starts again for the in a Dallas Cowboys jersey. I'm telling you. What, you think it's going to be like a Romo situation? Romo goes down, he doesn't start again? Yes. Andy Dalton's a better quarterback. I'm sorry. 
He just is. Y'all have a great offensive line. It's not as good as it was like three years ago, but right. it's still a really good offensive line. And that's what Andy Dalton needs. He had a shit line in Cincinnati. Before, you know, he was throwing up huge numbers with uh, um, A.J. Green. Yeah. He was one of the main fantasy quarterbacks well, taken. He, he started, I think it was 64 out of 64 games in his career. He's never missed a game. He's very durable. Yes. He's a proven mid-level quarterback in this league. I think he's fully capable. I and think he's got a bad still, rap. He's still, you know, a young guy. He can he can step in and be productive. I think I'm, he's going to do a good I job. I think Andy Dalton, I think, I said it last week, I think this was a... Uh, um, it was an Eagles, Nick Foles type move. Well, the, I think uh, the, the coach that y'all just got, I, I can't, I always, why do I always forget his name? Yeah, Mike McCarthy. Uh, I guarantee you, he is a passing quarterback or excuse me, passing coach. He's an offensive-minded coach. He had probably, we could all agree, one of the best quarterbacks of all time in Aaron Rodgers um, in Green Bay. He, I think he sized up Andy Dalton and probably told Jerry, "Go, we need this guy. Let's get him and sign him. I don't think, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't see him being a Dak fan. Dak overthrows a lot. Dak has poor, poor checkdown progressions. Like Andy Dalton can do what Dak can't in those and, moments. And, you know, Dalton said it himself. He wanted to join a high-class organization and a team that's ready to win. And, and both with, of those things are with, in place. With the adjustments we've made in an organization with Mike McCarthy, the additions on offense, you know, our defense still needs to get there, but we are ready to win And y'all did make some picks in, on defense. You didn't make right. – you know, you, you had to I, – I totally – I totally get. There's two, 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 twofold. I, I, I get. If I was the Cowboys, I would have picked Ceedee Lamb up too. He was the best player available. Um, they didn't address concerns that they needed on the in the first round. Uh, they didn't need a receiver. We did, and Jerry straight up hates the Philadelphia Eagles and did that to spite them. And I probably, if I was Jerry Jones, I would have done the same thing because. Oh yeah, man. You don't. You don't. It doesn't matter if it's a receiver or not. Best player available, right? I'm gonna a, take him. If Joe Burrow was still available, I, I would take him. There's a point, but well, we got where Jalen Hurts, so a player will <laughs> fall, kind of like with Aaron Rodgers falling and Ceedee Lamb falling. He's if they're the best quality player at the time, the best available player, you can't pass it up. No, no, I don't, I don't. Bl- I don't. I don't blame Dallas at all. I hate you? it, but I don't blame them. Yeah. Um, I, you know, we did yeah. get. I mean. We did, like you said, we addressed some defensive needs in the secondary with Trayvon Diggs from Alabama. I think he's going to turn out I mean, fantastic. And Neville Gallimore on the defensive line, I got to see him play at Oklahoma for three years. He's a beast. And he's yeah, he's uh-huh. I mean, underrated. You know, with defense, sure. you know, especially defense in the draft, yes, you can go get that great DN or, you know, really DN or defensive lineman. Yes, that put that pressure on. Uh, and, and But for us in the case, we just needed a secondary which we can go out there and get, you know, in the later rounds, you can pick up some good guys in right. the later rounds. You don't have to get that first pick. And that, we also got that. a cornerback from Tulsa, Reggie Robinson. I'm not too read up on him, but hopefully he works out and he can contribute next year. You know, history even shows, too, like some of these really amazing first-round defensive draft picks don't always work out. But nine times out of ten, usually the first-round badass offensive players usually do yeah, like do. you know you look at mario williams and some other things that didn't really pan out uh, like they could have um i really think i think cd's gonna i think y'all move on from amari here probably in the next year or so and cd gets that hey, we can one we, spot we can have something very very special with those two guys Absolutely. in the Not offense too. we could have amari out out on the outside with cd's lineup in the slot because cd did play slot a ton in Oklahoma, 40 to 50% of the time, we could have a very lethal, lethal evolved offense that Cowboys fans haven't seen. Oh yeah. Y'all can start running some trick plays with CD. You know what I mean? Like he's got that speed. He's got the versatility. What's trick plays with the Cowboys? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to look left. I'm going right. (laughs) As an, like I said last week, as an Eagles fan, I am not afraid of Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. As an Eagles fan, I am terrified of Andy Dalton and the Dallas Cowboys. You what fear he could do. the redhead. I'm telling you, man, that ginger fire, dude. <laughs> Absolutely. So, he, if he steps in, he's going to be effective. And if he just blows the doors off, I'd say he stays in. And he carries us into the playoffs. Yeah, he should. And Dak, hey, if we lose Dak, I don't care. I'm no. not a Dak fan. I'm sorry. I'm I never gonna, have been. I'm, I'm not going to cry about it. He's, he was, he was a, he's, Dak Prescott is 
a he can be for any team in the NFL. I think he could start on any team to be a game manager. He can manage the game and get you to a win if he you know what if he has the right pieces around him. But late in fourth quarter right. games where there where the score is on the line, he's not going to be delivering that unless you're like us and we play a stupid ass blown coverage and Amari Cooper catches it and does what Amari <laughs> Cooper can do. Yeah. Da- Dak's not winning games for Dallas. I remember that play. I was like, "Oh shit!" Oh, <laughs> like from yeah, from that play, where they, that, that play where they reversed Dallas Goddard's touchdown and then gave you all the fumble at the beginning yeah. of the game that, that we got screwed twice out of that game. Yeah, yeah I remember man. that game. I, I said zero to a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think so. uh, sports. Uh, it's going to be a year, weird year for sports, and but I know, you know we're all fiending for it. Well, you know what I'm really enjoying right now, James. What's that? Your nice air conditioner. <laughs> it is very nice. I'm glad you're you're enjoying it. Hey, I am it, too, man. For those listeners that don't know, James, uh, we record in uh, James's garage, and it's been very hot because it's starting to turn in those summer months, and he just got this very nice uh, – what kind of air conditioner is this back It's here? a mini split AC slash heater, and it's a Daikin model. It's amazing. It's done great so, the past couple of yeah, days. Yeah, so, you know, any man cave people, you know, coming up, and need some air, it's worth it. And explain it's explain what it. they did on this because I think getting man listening, this is so you have your main AC unit that's attached to your house that heat heat and cools your house. But this is this is a, a practically a smaller version. This is a two ton twenty four thousand BTU unit that sits outside on the exterior of your home on the ground, and all you've got to do is just cut a small. Uh, two to three inch hole in your wall with the hole saw and you mount the interior unit on the wall, kind of like a picture frame. It has a mount plate that you, that you bolt up there and you mount it onto the plate and then you just run all your electrical, your drainage pipe and your plumbing out. What'd you drop? 210? 210 and he's a 210 for it to and uh, operate. It's not it's, bulky. Like the actual unit that's inside the room, it's kind of not necessarily hidden, but it's how long is that? About two and a half Three feet? I would say about well, three feet, yeah. Three feet long. It doesn't protrude from the wall very much. Uh, and it, 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 how long did it take? I mean, it feels like it's damn cold back yeah, here. It feels great. It, it cools down this garage in like five or ten minutes. For a fat man, this is perfect. <laughs> this is perfect. Well, the podcast right palace has arrived to its full potential. For sure, so, for sure. For um, sure. Yes. Guys, if this has been Bomb City Locker Room Hype, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, feel free to write to us at bombcity.lockerroomtalk at gmail.com. I'm Joseph King. I'm Aaron Pena. Don't forget that we do have a Twitter. Okay, hit us up on yeah, Twitter. Use Twitter. Nobody does that in the panhandle. Yeah, it's we, really, I, I why, really why is a that? Fan of a Twitter. I don't. I don't know. Like I, I. That's how I get Please. all my breaking pol- political news. That's how I get all my breaking sports news. Following like Adam Schefter and people like that. Twitter yes. is so much better than Facebook. And I was gonna say that. Please use Twitter, because man, I, I haven't been on the Twitter since this last month. Whenever Joseph got me back into it. And I love it's it. It's awesome. Now. I love it. I'm so. still behind. I don't have a Twitter account. And I need to so, get one. You need to, man. So please it's, hit us up totally on Twitter. Changed. But we, yeah, we do have a collective one that yeah. we all run and operate yeah. for Bomb City. Yeah, hit us Locker up on Twitter. Talk. We also on Instagram, Facebook. Right. I Instagram. I'm. I've been uh, on there quite a bit, and. It's all going well. I'm I'm happy that we're getting our content out to you guys. We are in the process of making Bomb City Locker Room talk after dark. We're we're gonna upload. Di- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, we we will do some. We'll do some d- different, uh, unique types of content that could be a little bit more. I don't know, in depth with risque topics or but if you're if you're listening to this, please engage with us. We want feedback. Um, we're feeding for feedback. Uh, you want to be a part of the show um, on any capacity. You want to be a part of Locker Room Hype. You got to, You know anybody in the sports community that uh, you would like to think would be good to interview. Get in touch with James uh, on our email. And uh, please engage with us and be a part of this. We'd love to have love you guys us. on. Please, please touch us. Right. And this is James Fairchild. Thank you guys for listening to Locker Room Hype. Later.